segment of opinionated pit and we're talking about the ever amazing iron maiden why i don't know marco loves iron maiden and uh so do i and i think we just uh we're hanging out and we just felt like we wanted to talk about the band as a whole and uh yeah our love for the band and experiences history shows whatever man favorite albums no, we did a piece at one point about artwork, right? So we're not gonna really we we'll stay away from the artwork. Sure. I, think, I think we did enough. We did it. You know, there's a podcast you can listen to. I think where we talk about um, uh, Derek Riggs and uh, right. yeah. So no no point to do that. I think everybody knows about their iconic art. So um, yeah, I think uh, Marco, why don't you kick it off? Talk talk about your your first Iron Maiden show, man. All right, so I'm gonna. I actually want to start with like my first, uh, like my my introduction to Iron Maiden. Yes. Is uh, I was probably I'm a 43 year old man. Uh, when I was probably about eight or seven or some somewhere around that age, seven, eight, nine. Uh, my cousin had a Iron Maiden Killers flag in his room, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, what's that? Right. And uh, from there, uh, he told me I made, and I told my mom, hey, went to Ann and Hope, which is a local store in this area. Are you familiar with Ann and Hope? I am, man. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, did, it, did it have, like, the yellow, it was, like, a, like the yellow sign or something? Yeah, yellow-brownish, maybe. Watertown Mall. A little brownish. Watertown Mall, See, Ann my, and Hope. Mine was all about Liberty Tree. Liberty Tree in Danvers. <laughs> That's so funny you brought up Ann and Hope. Uh, but no, seriously, no, seriously, no, my mom was, was like, like the oh. fucking target of the day. I was a good boy. Yeah, it was basically, that's the same thing it was. But anyway, I was a good boy, and she's like, uh, hey, pick out something you want. And I uh, I was like, I want an Iron Maiden cassette. And I ended up picking up uh, Somewhere in Time. Nice. This is the cover. The cover is just badass. And, uh, yeah, I brought it home, and I fucking listened to it. And, uh, man, I fell in love. And that was it. Uh, but What's your favorite song off Somewhere in Time? Uh, shit. You know what? It's probably one of the rare ones. Probably like Deja Vu or Loneliness of a Long Distance Runner. Um, I love those songs. Alexander so much. the Great seems to be with the new tour going on. Everybody's yeah, like, I mean, that's why I want to see that tour, man. Is I want to see them play that in its entirety. Oh, me too. But when I was a kid, maybe Alexander the Great. But I think Loneliness of a Long Distance Runner is like one of my favorite songs by Maiden yeah. in general that they'll never play. Um. But honestly, I mean, that that's what got me into Maiden. And as far as my first live show, as you said, uh, was the uh, same as yours, man. 04? 05. 05, you're right. 2005, OzFest. Mansfield, yeah. Massachusetts. That was my first show. So Doug's not here, uh, and but he would probably, this is where he'd start talking about how much I avoided Maiden. And it, Doug did a great job, uh, you know, in my youth, kind of trying to introduce me to new bands and uh, Maiden was one of them, and he was constantly trying to shove records in my face, and I just wasn't interested at the time. And uh, it finally took—I mean, prior to 2005, I was—I hit up a couple of the uh, Ozfests, 
and uh, Maiden just happened to be on 2005 tour, and that for me is was, they only played songs from I believe the first four records. Yeah, and I I just immediately fell in love with the band, and I was like, what the fuck have I been missing? You know, mm-hmm. that's when it hit me, uh, and and I was sold, and I went down a massive rabbit hole, and they've become I mean one of my all time favorite bands. Uh, and I think at that time too, they were putting out that history DVD, early the days. Early, days. early days, and I, yeah. man, that was so killer. And then I fell in love with, you know, I mean, I love Dickinson, but then I started to have that dilemma of like Dickinson, Diano, like who do I like better? And there was something for me, man. There was something edgy about Diano's vocals yeah. that I, I personally enjoyed more. He's got a punk rock. Uh, um, feel but it. he could still he could still do the vibrato. He could still. He still had a technical voice, but he was just right. a little deeper. So anyway, I um, yeah, I went down a massive rabbit hole in Maiden, and it just uh, it was great. I mean, and still to this day, you know, love the band. So we uh, we'll just we want to cover the set list really quick from two thousand five. We'll see if cause, because we both just don't remember. It's been so long. I so remember. You said okay, I'm going to March hold they hold opened. Eyes of March and a Wrath Child, maybe in a Revelations. Nope, into Trooper. Oh, the Trooper. Okay, okay. And then Revelations? Then Revelations. Yeah, I, was, I know Revelations was played really early. I remember that. Yeah. Track four they played was Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, I remember Track them playing five that, was yeah. Run of the Hills. Uh, yeah. I remember, it. so my first time seeing Number of the Beast, I remember the display, and yeah, I remember yeah. hearing Vince, per, you know, Vince yeah. Price's voice. And, and we didn't know each other at the time, by the way. Oh, man, I know, that's crazy. We didn't know that's each so other. crazy. Yeah. We are both there, but we didn't know each other. Hallowed Be Thy Name. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, and then the encore was Running Free and Sanctuary. Right, so they went like first album completely at the end. Yeah, but yeah, I remember like my buddy Oscar. God so they rest did, his soul. They didn't play Flight of Icarus. Or, they did not. No. no, there's a lot they didn't play that they could have because they only played, dude. You, you, they only played like 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, it was a, it's a 50 minutes. Yeah, that's right. why my buddy was like crying because he like felt offended. Like, it was oh. his first time seeing Maiden, and he was like, what the fuck? He was actually mad. I was happy. He was mad, you know? I just am glad I got to see him play Ratchild. And, yeah, and the, the, I think that's the thing. For a set list, they played old bangers, man. Yeah. I mean, that we, I don't, we may never see a Maiden set list like this ever again. Uh, maybe not, yeah. I mean, so, it, it's possible for sure. And you know? and they had just, you know, Dickinson had only been in the band for five years again, so... Not even, I don't think. Not even? Not well, even. wait, what what year did um Brave New World come out? I thought that was 2000. Oh, I thought it was 01. But yeah, we're close. 99, think, 2000. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close. I think it's like 2001, yeah. Didn't they play... So did they play in OzFest before? Oh, no, they were no, just... No. They had their own headlining for, right, for right. Brave New World. Yeah. yeah. They did, uh, I think it was a show with like a... a Dio and Motorhead. Okay, interesting. I believe, yeah. I think it was Dio, Motorhead, and them. Um, that's when Mate, uh, Bruce first came back. It's man, funny. I think Doug invited me to that show, too, and I was like, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, because he went with, like, the Lavodis and stuff, and I it was another show. I turned down Priest. I turned down Maiden. Mm. <laughs> I turned down so many good shows to go to. Oh, man, I'm kicking myself about that. So there's that, a but. quick little story. So I was, um, when I was about 14 years old, I was really into metal when I was like 10 to 13 or so, maybe 8. I don't know. But my cousin, uh, he had a killer's flag. Yeah. That's what really got me into metal and it made me buy Somewhere in Time. Yep. Well, it made my parents buy for me Somewhere in Time. I didn't have money. I was fucking like 10 years old. Um, but when I was 14, though, I got it really into hardcore music. 
hardcore punk, whatever, right? And I remember, I don't remember the specific show I was at. I wish I could remember, but I remember I was probably 19 years old, maybe 20. And I was watching a hardcore show, but in between they were playing Number of the Beast. Like the album. Yeah. Not yeah. like just the song, but the album. Like I remember they played like the first few songs between bands and they played the next three songs between bands. You know what I mean? Yep. And it reinvigorated me. Like Maiden literally like was my my entry and then my re-entry into metal, which I think is pretty fucking cool. And anyway, man, it just got me really back into them and, and seeing that show really invigorated me into like getting deeper. But that show, because of Wrathchild, the one show, the one song I wish they played was Murders in the Room World, because that's like my favorite fucking song. Deano era. Is that Love still it. to this day your favorite song? It's up there. I really? would say, yeah, it's 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 like top like three, five, yeah, main song for sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, I love the Deano era, man. What I, is it? What is it about that song for you that stands out? I just think it's kind of punk rocky. Yeah. And I think at the time, a little thrashy. Maybe. Yeah, uh, but I think at the time, like, coming off of being really into punk, which I'm still into, don't get me wrong, but uh, going into metal, I think it was just an easy transition. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I think, like, there's a few songs for Maiden that, uh, you know, even though Steve Harris denies the punk trait, they, they have a lot of punk traits in their early music. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. He can't. It's... Look, it's like Def Leppard trying to say that they're, you know, not part of the new wave. Fuck you, man. Yeah, they have one album in it. Sure. They have one album in yeah, it. Sure, just, you know, sure. like, just maybe own it. part of the second record. And it's yeah. not even a bad thing. Yeah, all you got to say is like, yeah, that was part of our influence, and then we, you know, we, yeah, we know. We like, moved on. Maiden, moved Maiden on. is known to be. They're not a traditional new wave either. They're more. They're more of a They're more of a progressive uh, metal band, anyway, man. So in it's a like, way, who I cares. Think, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I think now they're considered that, but I think. If you go back to the early '80s, I think they were the the, the spearhead. They were the, the top top dogs. Yeah, there I mean, was nobody bigger than them. No, and they they spearheaded the whole movement for yeah, bands like Slayer and Metallica yeah. to start thrash the thrash wave. In a, in in a, a way, way, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, not the I, only band, but yeah. but I mean a lot of. For, oh, they're definitely super influential. So sure. so as somebody yeah. who only who ignored Maiden and started with Megadeth, Metallica. Um, Slayer, you know, all of those, all of the 80s thrash yeah. bands, hearing Ides of March, that intro, I was like, oh my God, I totally mm. can hear a Metallica intro here. I can totally, so I was, I, I could fully understand why people love this band. I just, you know, I always thought like, ah, they're not going to be as fast. They're not going to be as heavy. They're not going to, and then, and then as I finally went backwards, mm. I'm like, God damn, man, these guys were not far off and only realizing here, 79 to 80, they had their first record that clearly was as heavy as the shit that was had come out in 83, 84. Nah, I don't almost. know about all that. But well, not as fast as drums, but I'm just saying, like... It's, tone, even, though. But at the time, in 80, it was heavy, sure. But 83, 80, I don't know, shit. I don't know. But, but what You're I'm already saying... already Slayer by that point, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I'm, even Slayer's first record, there's a ton of Maiden sound. I mean, a lot of that oh, first yeah. record is it's very Venomy, Manity, yeah. It's got a lot of influence, sure. Dude, Maiden is one of the most influential bands. I mean, were they ever the heaviest band? Uh, maybe in the 80, like 80, 81. But they definitely weren't heavy past it's that. It's very cool that they never put Total Eclipse on... Um, Pretty sure is that supposed was that supposed to be on Number of the Beast? He's looking at the television, by the way. It is on Number of the Beast. It uh, 
Yeah, it, but it's not on the record. It was a B-side on, like, the Japanese Yeah, okay, so the, maybe it was on the original version, but it's on the modern version. But it's very cool yeah. that they did. They just released, like, a remastered single of it with some awesome-ass artwork. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't, cool. you know, I don't even know if that's uh, the artwork for Total Eclipse on the new single that they dropped. I'm not sure if it's, uh, if that's Riggs or if that's, um, like, somebody else that they're using now. But it's very, it's just very old school looking, which is cool. Yeah. It kind of came up out of nowhere on Apple Music, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. So very cool. Um, so you told me, what's what's your favorite record? So I know your first purchase was Somewhere in Time. Yeah, Peace, uh, of, Peace of Mind is my favorite Peace record. of Mind's your yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Why is that your favorite album? I don't know, man. I think uh, when I bought it, because I bought uh, Somewhere in Time originally, and I think I bought Peace of Mind second, if I remember correctly. And I just think I fell in love with, like, Die With Your Boots On, A Flight of Icarus, and just, like, these songs that were just magnificent. And I know you don't like uh, Quest for Fire. So I'll say this. Uh, since my son makes me listen to this record almost every day now, I, for whatever reason, I, I finally get it. Yeah. You know? It's the story, too, behind it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. I think it's great. It is a great song. For some reason, I don't know. At first, I didn't. I did not love it. I felt like it was too theatery. Oh, I get it. Oh, trust me. I get it. I want, I know? understand. Like, That's the thing, Kev. I understand why people don't like the, the song. But for me, I think I got in it so young that oh, I so thought you it was have that feedba- cool. You, you yeah. hear that feedback from more people? Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it a couple times. Quest of Fire is a shit song. That's what ruins the album. I've heard that a couple times. Yeah, now I would yeah. say I don't. I don't think it ruins the album at all. No, I but think like, it's a, go ahead. I'm sorry. They totally. I think I get it. They yeah. made that song for a reason. It's, it's just. It, it's got. It's just. It's a very. Uh, it's a story. Yeah. But and it and it goes into some awesome parts in the in the song. I mean the whole thing. And I know Doug loves it. You love it. So. Yeah. I actually would say that I, I, it's not my favorite song oh, on the record. Oh, I wouldn't say I love I, it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's my least favorite song on the record. Yeah, but I totally enjoy but it. But I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like, like I love songs that are, you know, obviously it has The Trooper, Flight of Icarus, Die With Your Boots On, um, you know, uh, Where Eagles Dare. Yeah. Those are, like, the big ones, but I love Still Life. Like, I think Still Life's, Still Life's like, awesome. Fuck, man. I love To Tame a Land. Land, yeah. I just like that whole album uh, for me. Just I don't know. It hit right with me, man. Even though it was like my second or th- maybe even third. I don't know. I, I have a hard time remembering. I just know "Summer in Time" for sure is my favorite record. Also, uh, my first record. If you're a drummer, and the introduction to Nico on drums. Oh, where he was there. I course, mean, where he was there, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just. I mean, the drumming on that you knew Maiden were going in a whole new direction. The right. minute. The minute that that opens up, you're like, whoa. Now, it, not to say, um, not to say, oh, fuck, I forget his name. Clive Burr. Yeah, Clive Burr. Yeah. Dude, he was an amazing drummer. And I, I still, it's funny, I feel like he was underrated people. Again, we're, you know, well, they were more, um, you know, they were more punk in their sound. Yeah. But until, some of his drumming. He was still an Umber the Beast, though. Yeah, and some of his drumming there's just so many great parts that people don't pay close attention to that he was way above the average player at that time way above average Ma Genghis Khan yeah dude I know you don't have to convince me I, I, I completely understand man 
there's so many parts I'm like, and even Nico will say, Nico's like, no, dude, people didn't pay close enough attention to what he was doing, which is why he loved the band. Nico's like, I love the band because he was he was a fucking great drummer that yeah. was underrated. You know what the funny thing is, too, is about Clive is, like, I never realized how good he was. And, it, you know, there's some people out there that might know what I'm talking about. This is a Japanese drummer. She's a, a female in her mid-20s or so. And she did this cover of Genghis Khan. Yeah. And it made me realize. Yep. How much how movement. How much, much movement, movement is in yep. it. Yep. By seeing somebody play it, you know. When you listen to it, sometimes you kind of skip it. You like, you don't really think about it. Because you can't hear everything, too. Right. Once you see the parts, that's exactly when I watch a video like that. It might even be the same video. Japanese was, girl? It blew me away. To yeah, watch. I sent it to you. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It blew me away to watch her play that. I'm like... Dude, she killed it. Dude, there's some parts, though. She killed it's, it. It's, uh, it, it's, it can be complicated, man. So, I mean, it could, look, it goes it goes back to saying, like, uh, you know, a lot of people shit on Lars, but if you look at Lars and some of the shit he played on um, yeah, Ride the, the Lightning, sure, you're like, wait oh. a minute, this is Lars? <laughs> yeah. What but I you got to watch somebody play it. You know, if you, you got to really watch... Um, somebody else play the stuff you know don't watch Lars trying to play a song now I mean take take a look at somebody doing a cover of a of a song off Ride the Lightning and you'd probably be blown away by something I have a I have an opinion on Lars I think what happened with Lars was money no no I think when they were doing the Black Album Bob Rock was like hey let's keep it simple simple yeah let's make it like a rock record yeah and I think that Lars was like alright I'll hit the snare a lot and I think Bob Rock kind of showed him the way I think they made a lot of money off that record, which they did. And I believe that he's like, all right, well, Bob Rock showed me the way. And I really don't think he practices anymore. No, <laughs> like, I think, yeah. Yeah, I just think he just, like, he doesn't use, like, ride cymbals ever. He doesn't really use toms. No. I mean, if he uses a tom, it's, like, twice on a record. I think you're right. I, he got like, lazy. I just think he just made the money. He's like, fuck this, I'm rich. Yeah, I don't really got to go any further. Yeah. I don't really practice. Yeah, and look at them now. They're playing giant stadiums. Yeah. I, he's like, so so when somebody says, it's oh, man, theory, you suck. Yeah. When you when somebody, say, when somebody says that, oh, they suck, it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, we suck. I'm going to go back and play Gillette two nights yeah, in a yeah, row. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he could Same. care less. Yeah, yeah. It, they don't care. But anyway. And, back but to, James cares. James cares. That's what I'll say. Back to Maiden, though. I mean, th this band, speaking of a band that truly cares, I mean, you know, you've got Nico that just turned 71 that still can crush on the drums. Yeah. Play, plays 100 times better than Lars. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, he's uh, a the magnificent whole, drummer. The, the whole band, man, they're just, they're still crushing it in their late 60s into mm -hmm. their early 70s. Uh, and I don't even know if Nico's the oldest in the band. He might be, though. He might be the old dude. I don't know, man. I mean, Steve Harris started the band at 75. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nico looks the oldest. Um, we're looking at a picture, by the way. Uh, he, he looks the oldest out of all of them, in my opinion. Maybe Dave Murray's second. Yannick actually looks pretty fucking old, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, Steve Harris looks pretty young. I don't know if they, like, photoshopped his face, but Adrian Spiff as well. Well, we, we joke about this all the time, but it's, it's I mean, maybe Yannick looks old because he doesn't actually, he's not putting in the time to, you know, work out. But you got to make him look young, wouldn't you? Yeah, actually, that would make him more young. Yeah, because he's not really putting in the work. Yeah, our, our joke is that Yannick's guitar is not really plugged in when Maiden plays live. He I just kind of just dances around on stage with a cardboard guitar. I don't think it's only our joke. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that a couple times. But yeah, man. Uh, but uh, I'll just say this. This band was totally important into me getting into heavier music, for sure. 
uh, for me growing up, Made in Metallica were it. You know, there was nothing else to me. And uh, Maiden was actually my favorite band for quite a while. Metallica was my favorite band for quite a while. But overall, I think Maiden has outlasted. Uh, Maiden is the band that I look to more as a, as of now. I'm a 43-year-old man, and I really enjoy them as of comparatively to Metallica now. And, and I just think They're that timeless. they timeless. just timeless, They man. are timeless. And don't get me wrong. Ever since, like, my younger days, I've gotten into other bands. Like, like my favorite band probably all time is Death. But Maiden is right there, man. It's just like a band that just like remains, and I listen to them. Like I go on a Maiden spree, like probably once or twice a year, where I just go crazy. Which is Kevin is in right now, as yep. a matter of fact. Yeah, I would say uh, this one's for Doug. My um, my favorite record is Matter of Life and Death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't no. Mind um, we can talk about that in a minute. But I so for me, it's funny. I'm on the fence. I'm very much torn between. Um, Power Slave and Peace of Mind and I, I think it's it's tough it's just tough I, I like the more proggy stuff so I mean I, I mean the progression already started from Peace of Mind into Power Slave but I, I teeter between both I mean it's, it's hard to decide which is a good problem to have I, if I could I would say that they're equally my favorite records but um i don't know I'll, I'll go with power slave um just because i like the middle eastern elements mixed into the music i think it's cool i think it's cool that they did that i'm not sure of many metal bands that were were using some of the middle eastern scale at the time especially in 1984 you know so Oh, that's all right. You got to go to the bathroom. No, go ahead, man. Go to the bathroom. I will pick up exactly where you left off, though. That's fine. That's fine. I'll keep talking. Oh, keep talking. That's the beauty of this cast, man. People, people listen no matter what we do. <laughs> this is probably why they listen, just so Marco can take a piss break. So yeah, I'd say you know, I I, I like that progression in Power Slave, and I a lot of you out there that know Maiden very well. I mean, you 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 know you you already heard it on Peace of Mind. Uh, but there's just something about that that uh, that Middle Eastern influence in the sound. I thought was just very very cool, man. And if you're like if you're into prog metal like I am, I mean you could you you can understand that with some of the influences. Um, also, I mean, come on, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, uh, just a just a killer long ass track in story. And it's funny, but um, you know my my son is 19 months and. He's addicted to this one band, this one song um, that he listens to, and we, we've just been hearing it on repeat constantly. And finally, like maybe at some point he's going to get into Maiden. And uh, so I put on Rhyme, and he fell in love with it, and that's his new jam. And he's also getting into drums, it seems, as of right now, which is very cool. And, you know, he loves Nico's playing. Um, so he went from Rhyme, which we've listened to every day, I don't know, at least five or ten times a day, I have to listen to that, uh, now into, you know, Peace of Mind, he's listening to Flight of Icarus and everything, and it's uh, it's very cool to, you know, watch your kid, uh, your toddler, get into this music and find joy in it and just really love it. So it's, it's awesome to see another generation kind of falling in that, in, uh, in that shadow. So very cool stuff. Um, 
I mean, as far as the band goes, you know, I th- there's ultimate fans that will just listen to every record. You know, I got to be honest, I I really love the first eight or nine records. Um, it took me a while to get into some of their later material. You know, I mean, uh, I started to enjoy Fear of the Dark. It took me a while. Um, even even going back to 1990, you know, No Prayer for the Dying, there are a ton of great songs in there. For me, Fate's Warning is uh, probably my favorite track on that record. Uh, there's just some killer guitar work on there. And I think it's The Assassin. They're on The Assassin, by the way, the, the artwork on Apple Music is fucking killer. Look at that for No Prayer of the Dying. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So it's very cool. On that record, it's Eddie coming out of the grave. Um, and, and, and I don't know if that's supposed to be a pallbearer or whatever he is. But anyway, it's flashing. And it's uh, Apple Music has done some incredible live artwork. Um, I said we weren't going to talk about artwork when we are talking about it. it. They've done some incredible things with the, the Maiden covers. And they, they're moving. They're, they're um, actual moving art. So it's very so, cool. So uh, No Prayer for the Dying was actually the first album of iron maiden i bought when it came out oh i, I was, thought it was somewhere in time oh you bought yourself yeah then when it came out gotcha. like literally like somewhere in time was already out when i bought it but like because i was only like fucking seven or something when yeah. that came out like no prayer came out when i was like 11 years old and i remember i was doing a paper route and i actually bought the record but uh what made you buy it just because you're I just love Maiden. I already yeah. loved Maiden at the time. Like, I already had Summer in Time, Peace of Mind. I think I had Number of the Beast. I think I had Power Slave. And you bought this when it came out just because of the The day it came okay. out, I bought this. And, uh, dude, I'm telling you, this album gets a lot of flack. But I really love every track from Song 3, which is No Prayer from the Dying, into Public Enema Number 1, into Fate's Warning, which you love. I know love that. It. The Assassin I love and Run Silent Run Deep is such a good song. Now I was gonna say about the Assassin, there's there's one hundred percent a death riff on there. That I'm interested. That but technically it's a maiden riff. It's well, not, of course, yeah, yeah. So, that came out so earlier. There's yeah. there's one hundred percent I think when we're done right before you know, right before we call it a night. I want to listen to the assassin just so you can hear that because you're such a big. I kind of I already like heard I it by just you mouthing and, it. And, yeah. and all I can hear in my brain when I listen to this now, no, like, I hear it now. Well, I'm like, what fucking death song did Death take this from? And it's I don't think they a... did it on purpose. But there's that is a total. The, this maiden riff isn't a death song. Isn't it? Uh, the 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 uh, but instrumental. It might be. The, um, but, but this came out before, yeah. which is awesome. So I'm just way saying, before. I'm like, but um, so, but it was Chuck thinking of that. Did he hear that riff and he's just like, oh man, I, I yeah, love it's that. Just the voice of the soul that you just did. Mm-mm. Oh, okay, I was thinking that was voice of the soul. There's some, there's some riff in a death, and that's my. Pro- I've been trying to go through every record to find that riff, and it may not be note for note, but it's so goddamn yeah. close, man. It's probably something it that's is, just familiar, yeah. I mean, this is very much like if you just took that part and played it over and over again, you'd be like, oh, is that a death song? Yeah. It just has that vibe. It's very cool. Um, yeah. I, I actually enjoy this. I like Hooks and You is what I hate this album. Bring Your Daughter to the Slide. I hate that song. And I, you know what? Uh, I think I'm VH- sorry, Doug, but I don't like Mother Russia vh1 gave it like i think it was like uh that video that it had it had for uh bring your daughter was like voted like one of the worst songs 
I don't think it's terrible though. It's not a bad oh, song. I think it it's sucks. Just, I think it sucks. I think there's a story behind but it. But like I said, song three through seven, I fucking love on this record. I think that uh, a lot of people like Fear of the Dark better, but I think songs three to seven saved this album with being better than Fear of the Dark overall. You don't like Mother Russia though? Not really, no. I don't know why. I think I found it kind of cheesy. Off. I think you know. I don't well, know. but it's got it. I mean, it, it. I mean, musically though, it definitely has. A, an, it's awesome that they incorporated that Russian sound into their music. No, no, I, I, I understand why people like it. I just, for some reason, I just never did. Hmm. Um, I agree with you though. This record gets a lot of flack. Holy Smoke is good though. It's okay. Tail Gunner's not bad. I like Tail Gunner. You know, I mean, yeah. the, overall, it's Books a. and News fucking terrible though. Hooks in you, hooks in oh, me. Oh my god! Not really that, sure where they were going with that, that but fucking sucks. Yeah, but it, it, it's one of those I feel like they could have left off the record. Killer cover too, man! What an awesome cover! Oh, great cover! That's um, why I have. I bought that album. Like I actually paid a good amount of money just to have that original record. While you were having a piss, I you know what what I was what I was trying to say to people is that loved the first eight records. Sure. Um, you know, nine and ten for me, I which just, is very common. I started to, I, I again, I loved No Prayer. It just took me a long time to get into that. Yeah. And then um, I bought it new, actually, so it was wrong? big for me. Am I wrong about that? One, two, six, seven. Oh, I stand corrected. It's so, the eighth record. Eight, yeah. Eight, eight, eight official. Eighth records. and ninth record. You know what it is? You're counting live after. Yes. Yeah. I so yeah. By by record eight and nine, that's where I was. I, it took me a long time to get beyond Seven Sun, um, and I do. I genuinely enjoy No Prayer and uh, Fear of the Dark. I will say there's a guitar solo from our boy Dave Murray, um, which by the way, I was just gonna say a lot of people. I mean, they go immediately to Adrian for technicality, but. Man, Dave gets forgotten for his legato playing. Nobody sounds like Dave Murray, man. Dave Murray is the king of legato style oh, guitar playing. He's the fast. Smiley, the smiley he's accurate. Player. He's smiley. I mean, he's always <laughs> fucking happy when he plays. Um, yeah. But it's, um, I'm trying to think of the, the song, uh, Judas Be My Guy. Oh, that's the, well, that's Dude, the best song on this album, in my opinion. He does so this. Maybe aside from Fear of the Dark. And he does this. I mean, I know you don't care about get, like guitar techniques at all, but I... He does this sweep solo at the end, and it's fast and it's clean. And when he plays it live now, he's played it live a couple times. He kind of just he kind of slacks off on it, unfortunately. But playing it how he played it, this guy can fucking play. He just doesn't want to get. But hearing him do that as good and as fast as he does, even legato to be able to sweep like that, Mm. I was so pissed. I'm like, dude, why couldn't you do more of that? It sounded so good. For all the all you people out there that really haven't given that, listen to Judas Be My Guide and listen to um, yeah, it's the Dave. Best song, in my opinion, best song on the album. And I've looked it up on the internet a million times because I'm like, is it a sweep? Is it not? It's a sweep. All right. So, I mean, if you want to correct me if I'm wrong, go on social and tell me. I correct you. But all I'm going to say about this album, though, it's uh, got a lot of shitty songs on it. This is probably my <laughs> least favorite like record of the original Bruce era. Uh, and it's the last record, uh, and I think that's why he left because it's so shitty. But it does have a couple really good songs. It's We're looking a, at the track list. It's listings. got a couple real good songs. Like the Fugitive, man. I think is a killer yeah. song. I think Afraid to Shoot Strangers is a killer song. What's the opening song on it? I can't remember. 
Be Quick or Be Dead's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be Quick or Be Dead's great. Uh, but, like, From Here to Eternity is kind of bogus. You know what From Here to Eternity is? Someone told them they needed to start sounding more like ACDC. Maybe. There's you a, might be right about the, that. This yeah, whole yeah. record to me, not yeah. the whole record, sorry. Partially, yeah. Bruce's vocals and the record as a whole, there's a there's parts in it where it's very, 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 um, like late 80s, early 90s sounding. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I hear from like from here to eternity for sure. It's a oh, very dude. simplistic song. If if you put that on the radio that, yeah. and if if you had if you had them fucking with Brian Johnson do this damn song, it would totally be a, a an ACDC. Oh, I hear it. Song. Except it's not about sex. Right. But oh, what I was gonna say though is uh, just real quick. I, I don't think wasting say, love is terrible. I don't like. It I don't love it personally. I mean, it's a it's a matter of opinion. But real quick, I just want to say I want to go back to No Prayer for two seconds. Fugitive's I just want to say, too, by the way, huh? Fugitive's good. Oh, the Fugitive's awesome. Yeah. But my favorite vocal performance ever of Bruce Dickinson is actually No Prayer for the Dying. Interesting. Yeah, I just love his gruff voice on it. I agree. I think it's really good. Uh, it's not my favorite record, but I love his vocal performance on it. Yeah, I like when he started to go heavier with his vocals, which is yeah. why he left the band and went and tried to... I mean, in Bruce, in the Bruce Dickinson project, I mean, he was really... His vocals were a little but deeper I, and gruff. And, but I still think it, it took him a few albums to find his foothold in that, uh -huh. too. Because yeah. I think, like, Tattooed Millionaire is an okay record. It has, like, some good rock songs. Balls to Picasso, whatever. It's uh, I, I find I, I haven't listened to it so long, but I remember it being super acoustic. Mm. I could be wrong, but the albums I love by him is Accident of Birth and The Chemical Wedding. Uh, yeah, Chemical those, Wedding always. Those albums are so fucking heavy. Up. Yeah, Accident of so Birth. Good. Accident of Birth. But I know we're talking talk about his solo shit, so yeah. You know. Well, it's a good, but it's a good shout out for people to get into if they haven't given it the time. Yeah. You know, Adrian Smith. I can't remember which records he played on. I think it was Accident of Birth. I think he was on Balls of Picasso, maybe, too. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think Yannick was on one. That's how they picked up Yannick. That's how they picked up Yannick. Yeah, you're right. And, I think um, Yannick was definitely there's on There's another one. great guitar player on some of his stuff. I mean, he, he picked up Class A musicians all the time. The one thing I do like is Tattooed Millionaires about Nikki Six, like, uh, fucking his wife, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that, I heard that whole story, and, yeah, yeah. and it was really his wife's fault. You fault. and all your entourage, they are all the same. You and all your entourage played your foolish games. Yeah. I don't want to be whatever he says. Another I, uh, millionaire. Uh, shit, I don't remember the words. I fucking wish I didn't start that. <laughs> yeah, and then there was this, yeah, there was the whole thing. Nikki's like, I don't know. She climbed into my, my bunk, and I don't know. I just, But anyway, it's an interesting drama story that I... I mean, I don't think anybody gives a shit about. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. But I, it is interesting yeah. they're not married anymore, him and his wife. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. if that really happened, that's that blows And you. one thing I will say about this, as far as the Bruce records, this is the last record that's under an hour. And that's where I kind of lose my mind with Iron Maiden. Oh, 59 minutes, you're right. Everything after this with Bruce. I, I actually don't know about Blaze ba Bailey because I haven't listened to it enough. But with Bruce, I don't think anything ever goes under an hour and a half. Except maybe, maybe uh, uh, Brave New World. Maybe. I don't even know. But yeah. that one's got to be close. <clears throat> and that's where I start losing them, to be honest. I like it, but it's just like too long it's for too everything. It's too long. Yeah. It's too long. Well, 
they're yeah they clock in at 111 for but this is blaze shit the blaze stuff which yeah. i don't listen to sorry yeah. all the blaze fans out there no this you honestly this album has good stuff i just don't know if i like blaze's voice i the one i don't like is the one after this is virtual 11 but i think x factor has some really good songs yeah i it, do so do you think they picked blaze to try to go back to the diano sound in a way, but, but it failed, failed miserably. Because I, I, he I, can't he can't hold a fucking note to survive. So right? I think what they tried, I think honestly, I think they wanted to do a mix of Deano and Dickinson. This dude doesn't hold a candle to either one. No, and he can't hold the notes. And I don't, don't get me wrong, I think it is own shit. He's fine, but when you're in a band like Maiden that already had two iconic singers, it's tough. You know. What were they thinking? I don't know. Maybe they thought it was a good idea, and maybe it was a good idea. I don't know. I, I just don't think it was a good idea <laughs> you know it could have been money too man they could have they could have because you know the name there might have been singers they wanted to try and the money and they were probably trying to get somebody else cheap maybe yeah but and i mean were, so some no-namer i don't, I don't know. know but he was in a band called wolf spain that uh, was doing okay at the time i mean he just left them to go do the iron maiden i mean like how are you gonna refuse an iron maiden gig you know yeah but I think at the time, like you could have gotten a guy like Laurel Dane that could have killed it. No, you know, and and like yeah, his voice was know. unique but very good. It's a possibility though, if they get somebody else on Dickinson's level, that we never would have had Dickinson but back. Laurel Dane, man, that no, dude was I know. killer. Like like a guy like that, I think would have fit Maiden really well. And, In these uh, two records, you're right. I I gotta try to listen to X Factor. No, just X Factor. The other one sucks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for being so highly opinionated, but I think Virtual Eleven is just terrible overall. You know that one's got the, that's that the one that has uh, the Angel, the Gambler, not that one, the Klansman. That's one they still play live to this day. You know what's wild though? Think about it. It's very cool that they they got they had this whole gaming um, art cover for sure, this, sure. and now that's more relevant than ever. Sure, I get that. You know we're getting it's kind of cool. They were yeah, kind I of mean ahead. they're ahead of the game. Sure. Future Real, yeah, Future Real is a terrible song. It is. Um, uh, even though I like the, like, the fast pace of it, but overall, it's not a good song. Did Angel Harry, Gambler is too long. Did Harris write? Klansman's good. Klansman is like the one that's good on this. Yeah. Um, I would say that's it. I think that's it on this record. Like, Whoa, this clock's in at 53 minutes. Well, okay, I'm just talking. I said uh, Dickinson out. No, 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 I know, but still, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's pretty amazing that they went from a, a, an hour 11, dropped it down to 53 on that. This yeah, because here. I think this album kind of sucked, and they, they were kind of about of ideas, and they were trying to figure things out. I think, yeah, man, and this is where they started really starting, like, future, oh, I can't even, just. All right, but awful. how about the return of Bruce? Yeah, return of Bruce. On the next record. Which clocks in probably a little over an hour. Brave New World guess. is... I could awesome. be wrong. It's an awesome record. I, it's a good record. This is where I... So, like you had said, I when you start repeating the same line, though... Over like and over. In Brave New World, yeah. it just got... It was too much. But it, I still love the record. No, it's a good record. I love it, but, you know... In a brave new world, in a brave new world, in a brave new world, in yeah. a brave new Which, world. Which, okay. you know what? They, they started that, like, probably really early, but uh, my earliest uh, recollection of them repeating the chorus is caught somewhere in time. And I'm sure they did it before that, but where they were literally caught somewhere yes. in time. Yeah, and then it just keeps going. Caught somewhere in time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they do it one more time. Yeah. But uh, this album I, I liked a lot for a long time, but as I've grown older, 
I don't know. I don't like it as much. I still think it's a really good return record. Yeah. Like, uh, but I again, the radio choruses kind of bother me on it. Um, I would argue that their latest effort. Um, it's good. Senjutsu. I, I would say Senjutsu is uh, a lot closer to Old Maiden than anything that they've done. Not my favorite in modern record, though. My favorite stands of death. Is it really? Yeah, man, I love that. I like Monsiger might be my favorite modern. I'd say modern. I return to Bruce. So we're telling everybody this this record clocks in at one hour and seven minutes. Yeah, they all get way world. longer after this. Uh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, Dance of Death. I mean, pro- I. Still going. I enjoy this record, but I love this fucking record. But uh, man, the artwork just kills me. No, I don't care about the artwork. I'm okay. just talking music. Look at this though. This movie. This is cool. What they did with it. This is yeah. cool. Horrible artwork. It, it takes away from some of the Chungawanga, the Chung Chumbawamba. So like, this is story to the bands, the dancing baby. Yeah, like this ch- is story behind this record that like the artist uh, didn't. It wasn't the finished product, but he sent it to them as like kind of like. Uh, like, hey, this is kind of the direction we're going in, and they used it. And then he actually demanded to take his name off of it because it's so terrible. Yeah. It, and it, it is. It's awful. But let's go through the track list. I mean, fuck, Monsiguer is one of the greatest modern Maiden songs ever made, in my opinion. You know, Dance of Death is a good song. Can you go down a little bit? Yeah. Scroll. Like, dude, New Frontier, Passchendaele, Excellent, Age of, and Age of Innocence, good song. The Journeyman, good song. Yeah. A lot of good songs on this record. I think it's uh, very underappreciated. I think the album cover kind of blows it for it. But I really feel like this might be my my personal favorite. Like, I consider modern anything so they, most brave new world. Um, there's somebody out there that removed all of this shitty-looking CGI crap, and it's just... You can see in the background, there's like four people wearing red cloaks. Yeah, I see that. And they just removed that with Eddie, and it actually looks awesome. Oh, I'm sure. And they were like, if you just remove this really shitty CGI that they yeah. had. Oh, it's terrible. It's art, fucking not good. This is early This is early digital art. It's just crap. Yeah, it's, so it's garbage, yeah. When you remove that, though, and just get right back down to the regular-looking Eddie with the four uh, standing, it just looks pretty sinister. Yeah, so this album for me, dude, I don't care about like the Wildest Dreams Rainmaker, like the pop songs. Yeah. No More Lies really does nothing for me, but after that, I really like the whole album. I don't like the intro, the intro song, Wildest Dreams. No, no, I'm not a fan either. But yeah. it's it's a short track. It's like only three three minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah, whatever, it is the so. controversial record. I, I got to go back and listen to Matter, Life, and Death. Very slow. But got it, it's got some really good tunes so on it. So the joke behind this is uh, Doug and I went to, I think it was a Gannis Arena. And I was there too, but I didn't know you. No. Really? Yeah. And uh, they yeah. played the fucking record front to back. Yeah, and it just literally came out like that week. <laughs> uh, so nobody knew the record. But uh, the story goes that I, uh, I'm i pretty good at downloading shit illegally. So I actually, got, I, even though I own it, I ended up buying it. I ended up getting the copy very early. So I actually it. knew the record. So for me, it wasn't as bad, you know. Yeah, um, there were. I mean, there was one dude. We Doug and I joke. We call him Richard Christie, and uh, he looked just like him. And he was like sitting there bawling his eyes out because he was expecting to see 
you know, Maiden Show. Yeah, I caught great that. I, songs. You know what's funny is uh, I saw a few people ball their eyes on yeah. a few people like, bitching. Just I haven't been able to see them in so long, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is nobody wants to hear a brand new record front to back, even if it's a good record at the time. Yeah, and which I think it's it's a decent record. It's it just kind of a slow paced record. It was a ballsy move by the band. I'll say one thing about it though. Why um, did they do that? You think it was a finance? Like they the sales were not great, so they're like, screw it, we're gonna do our our tours. No, be. I I think. Uh, it was kind of a thing that people were playing full records. Oh. I think it just started around that time, and they were like, "Oh, let's just play the uh, record Lucky for entirety." Yeah, Lucky and, us. Yeah. And I think it. Th- what, what is it? When we got to the, after they played this record, we got like "Fear of the Dark" and like we didn't really get many good songs. No, it was. Um, I might even remember this. It was the Evil That Men Do. Fear of the Dark was definitely one of them. Um, Hollow Be Thy Name, uh, and then two other songs. It was five songs total. Uh, maybe Iron Maiden, probably, because they always play that. Yeah. I'm going to guess Iron Maiden, and then one more that yeah, I at just least can't place. We got, but it was really funny. To, I mean, I remember we, we left a couple times. Oh, my buddy this. Mikey fucking fell asleep. <laughs> Literally, like, like by the third song, he's like, all right, I wanted it here, because Mike... My buddy Mikey only knew their old shit, so he's like, I want to at least hear an old song the first four or five songs, and oh, it man. didn't happen. He he fell asleep. Like, even when they started playing the old stuff, he couldn't get into it because he was just waking up. Kind of yeah. sucked. I got to go. I, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and listen to it, though. It's a good album. It's just a little bit slower paced, uh, but, like, I say a song like the recreation of uh, Benjamin Brieg, um, These Colors Don't Run, For the Greater Good of God, I think all really good songs. Uh, and then the rest oh, are kind of you know slow-paced. I'll say this about uh, For the Greater Good of God. <laughs> There's this really, really awesome Celtic-sounding riff that they do in it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's got some good tunes. got a great album cover, too. Can hear it. Yeah, it's a, a return to a really good album cover yeah, after Dance badass. of Death was such a shit fucking show. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, yeah. it was good. And the stage, and the stage was fucking really cool with the giant tank. Yeah, they killed it, man. Yeah, with the the pyrotechnics and yeah, everything. It was awesome. But I, I I enjoyed that part of it for sure. Yeah, I don't regret it. Uh, the front of Frontier is probably my least favorite. Out of you think it's your it's your least favorite? Yeah, out of the more modern ones, sure. Yeah, I would say it's my least. Yeah, the, the cover's badass though. Oh, I love the cover, but uh, overall, like, uh, no songs really stick out to me. Um, for me personally. I mean, it's all a matter of opinion, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing, nothing, really. Like, nothing. Like, I, I look at all that, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't remember any of those songs, to be honest. I didn't see this tour at all. Yeah, I, I didn't either. You didn't, I didn't yeah. either. But it was just one of those albums that just didn't really do it for me. I, I remember listening to it and trying. I remember my buddy Matt even. Like, he was getting into Maiden for the first time in his life, and, and he bought this record because it just came out right after. Cause he was more of a hardcore punk dude and he started really getting in Maiden as he got mm. older and, and this album just like he just couldn't get into it mm. you know it's just one of those albums that didn't do it for me what about Book of Souls man Loved so we, we saw Book of Souls enjoy tour, it very much enjoy and it. it was the return of the original Maiden logo yep so Maiden Maiden had cut off their uh, pointy edges on the end on the R and the and M yeah, yeah. and the N's and the yeah. R yeah. and they they finally brought back the original Maiden logo which i think they should have brought back when bruce came back i don't sure. think i think they failed on that back they then, did uh, fail. yeah, Brave they New definitely World. Failed. yeah. Uh, i think it was cool that they changed it up with uh whatever his name was um blaze they blaze, didn't though but they didn't 
but they didn't, so they kept going. With they that. changed it on his second record, but on the first one they didn't. Oh, the first, oh, you're right. It's the old school one on X. It is, yeah. Okay. It's just hard to notice because it's written small. Yep, but yeah, yep. it's, it's hard to notice. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like printed in steel. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Get it. Yeah, and then he stuck with that more traditional, clean look. Um, and then, but they they brought it back, Book of Souls, and so did the sound. The sound started oh, to return to some I old really, school made, man. Really enjoyed this record. I thought uh, this album. Was what a bummer, though. They don't have any like digital moving. I mean, they should really, they could have done something cool with this. Like have him like have it be black, and then he kind of like comes up slowly or sure. something yeah and it's this is an amazing amazing looking eddie yeah oh i agree i think this is the album that really kind of brought them back in my don't get me wrong i really like dance of death and i i didn't mind a matter of life and death but honestly i think this is the best album probably since dance of death for me and it might be even a little bit better i don't know man and when they open the show now that i'm looking at the track list it might be a little bit better it was very cool that they opened with this and bruce with his face in the uh like in the whatever in the giant bowl it looks like he was like talking into i remember yeah, yeah. whatever it was the you know some crystal ball or whatever it was supposed to be and it was just you know it had the dry eyes and he was the only thing that i remember uh from that show i mean there's a, a lot of reasons why i don't remember a lot of that show but uh what i don't really remember where what i do remember was the microphone cutting out a lot during the set right i do it remember that very yeah. choppy yeah, and it was yeah. annoying because yeah. it was ruining the experience right and it was the it's mansfield man that, that I even left, sucks I, I even left early that show i remember <laughs> yeah. i just i I hated that. Halfway through, the, every time Bruce would sing, it was just this random. It kept cutting out, kept cutting out. They were having, they were just having PA problems. Uh, so it wasn't my favorite Maiden show, but it was cool to see yeah. this tour. They played a lot of great. They played a lot of great tracks. I'm pretty sure didn't they play the Red and the Black too? They did, and that's what I was gonna say. The Red and Black. Uh, even though I'm not usually a fan of longer songs, but Maiden actually is one of the few bands. I could play a 10 plus minute song and I enjoy it. And the crowd really got into that though, you know, doing the whole like, right. Oh, right. And yeah. going, going back into the, uh, like even the rhyme of the ancient Mariner, you know, like I love that fucking song, but tears of a clown, good song. Uh, empire of the clouds, good mm -hmm. song. And they're all the longest ones. You know what tears of a clown's about, right? I actually don't. Robin Williams. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. But dude, an hour and a half long clocking in. Uh, one album, hour and a half long. Empire Pretty fucking of the long. Clouds is about. Shit, came out two days before my birthday. Kind of like about, um, not Led Zeppelin the band, but it's about that style of aircraft. It's about you know. I got you. The, yeah, uh, the, the Zeppelin. Uh, Zeppelin yeah. yeah. No, it's a good album. Death of Glory is a good song. I think. It, I think overall, it's probably one of the best modern. I would say it's my second favorite. You know, Brave New World used to be my favorite, but I'm dropping it to, like, number three, maybe. Oh, I, without it, I'm with you. This album destroys uh, Brave New World. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like this and record. And then, uh, this might be the longest, right? 132? I would have to say so. Uh, I think this one's pretty long, too, but it's not as long. No, not even close. One yeah, man. 12, yeah. What the hell's making... Book of Souls so long. Anyway, and then Senjutsu, man. As they're getting older, why are the albums getting longer? <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> I'm surprised right? they could... Well, go down and see how long this one is. Just, it's just, and look just how bad. I this mean, in the bud. Just, this is, looks amazing. Dip into the bud, though. I'm curious to see how long. Just right off the bat. 
So this is a little Close. shorter. Like one four minutes. Like four minutes short. An hour 28. But this album uh, I thought was really good as well. No, it's um, funny. I remember telling you guys the minute that um, Writing on the Wall dropped, I was like, oh, I, don't, I really don't like this. I think I was – my problem was I was listening to something super heavy, and I just expected – like a faster main track mm -hmm. I, my expectation was not met only because my brain wasn't where it should have been sure and then i listened to this song a ton of times and that's adrian solo in it mm -hmm. there's just i love love adrian solo in this song mm -hmm. and now i love the song i think it's a great track it's a decent song yeah, yeah. i don't mind it i'm I mean, more jitsu uh, strigato i mean there's i really 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 enjoy it dude death of the celts yeah, Death of the Celts and the Parchment, I would say. I mean, this record's super solid. I can't wait to finally go to this tour. This is a tour. This this whole tour looks just so cool, man. Yeah, I'm more pumped about the Summer in Time stuff. But um, overall, mix. yeah, man, I thought this album was really good. I mean, this is an album, I know it's been out. When did it come out? Like a year or two ago, a couple years ago? Oh, that's great. 2021. Yeah, so like... Two years ago, pretty much, and uh, I gotta listen to it more. To be honest, it just—I've listened to it probably three times in my life. Do you think we're gonna get another Maiden record, or do you think that they'll end up retiring before that? No, I think we get another. They seem pretty, uh, pretty active. They or, seem or, pretty energetic. Or maybe they'll drop to festivals only and put out more records. I don't think so, man. I think they're gonna go I, until they can go, and then they're done. I mean. Maiden, uh, comparatively to most older bands, they seem to be all in shape. Yeah, they I seem know, to be, like, ready to rock. Like, dude, Nico's 71. And yeah, I understand that. But, like, I don't know, man. I just feel like that they're all going to live a lot longer than some of these bands, like Black Sabbath. Yeah, they you know? might be, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sabbath's. We I are, mean, they're, we they're obviously Sabbath's a little done. bit older, too. But Sabbath's done. I mean, uh, I owe me 75. I looked that up, actually, today. I was wondering how old he was. Uh, but still, I Nico, Nico, you know, Nico's not too too far off from Bill Ward, and you know, Bill Ward destroyed but in, himself. Yeah, yeah, but but Nico's in much better shape. I think he is hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I think Maiden were nerds. I don't think they really got into drugs. Like I think they kept themselves in shape. I think Maiden has a longevity thing to them. Yeah, I think they'll be around a lot. They longer. partied, but they partied like normally. They didn't. They didn't yeah, party excessively. I mean, like, dude, they didn't have a cocaine budget on an album. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking Sabbath did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that they're they're like that far out of shape. I mean, Bruce still runs. They also made money opposed to Sabbath. Sabbath right. were broke as fuck. Put it this way, Ozzy. Right. By the time he was sixty, he moved, stayed in place. Bruce still runs on the stage, like to this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so. I don't know. There's something about them that I think they have just such more longevity. They're just healthier. So I think Maiden has a chance. Don't get me wrong. I know things could happen at any time. Yeah. Somebody could have a fucking stroke. I get that. I mean, I'm not fucking dumb, but I really feel that they just have this thing to them that they can last a lot longer. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> they they got to be, you know, within the last five or ten years of their career. I will say this. If you get a chance, don't do what I did years and years ago. And not go to a tour if you have the opportunity. Try to see Maiden if you can on this next tour, uh, because you you don't they they look they're getting old and you don't know when this current lineup this long lasting you know whatever Mach two if you want to call it that 
lineup is going to exist. Hot and two. um yeah, they're technically like the Mach two lineup. I mean, okay, Yonix joined the band so you could say Mach three. Yeah, but, but it's basically it's like Mach the two. main guys from like eighty three and up. Yeah, 82, exactly. Second lineup. So, we yeah. call it second lineup really. I guess, yeah. So the second main lineup. <clears throat> Wait, all that's but different wanna, is Burr. Yeah. Yeah, if you wanna if you really, really wanna see this band though, you know, before I mean, we don't know what the future looks like and there's such a good tour right now. This whole uh, I forget the name. Oh, I already forgot the. Um, it's not the Somewhere in Time tour, but it's the. I forget what it's called, but it, it, Future it, Past. Yeah, Future yeah. Past tour. So they're doing basically a lot of their new record and a lot of Somewhere in Time. Yeah. Which just came out in 1986. And then they're also do. Are they doing a couple tracks off of other records too at the end, like one or two? Yeah, or, they'll probably do Iron Maiden. I did look this but, up at one point, but uh, they're definitely gonna do Iron Maiden. They'll probably do Fear of the Dark. Because Fear of the Dark seems to be a staple now, so. Even Speaking I, of somewhere in time, dude, the synth work, it was so, it was so classy. They incorporated that eighties pop sound into their music, that dark synth sound. Yeah, in a way, yeah. So good. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So good, man. We just said that. I don't know if we made it poppy. But I understand what you're trying to no, say. No, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that instrument was right, very right, I get it, I get you know, it was yeah. very poppy at the time. The, the new wave scene, yeah. 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 Um Yeah, man, Somewhere in Time is my gateway. So I mean I love that record. Yeah, same here. I'd love to see that like played live. Uh, problem with that is, man, is I saw this set list and I'd love them to play like Deja Vu. I wish they played the whole record, to be honest. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, but they're, they are playing some songs they haven't played in a long they're time. Like Stranger in a Strange Land, they haven't played in a long time. And Alexander the Great. They've never played. The reviews have been really yeah. good on that. They literally, this tour is the first time they've ever played it. This will be the first tour that they're not going with. Uh, they're going more digital set and not doing a lot of the banners that they used to do, the, right, the, right, the right, flag right. banners. Sure, sure, that's fine. But we're going to get tons of eddies, and they also have their stage set is going to be um, you know, tons of laser guns, and they're using actually more, more firework pyrotechnics awesome. this time. Yeah. So... There's going to be several somewhere in time eddies, and there's there's two or three different um, senjutsu eddies. So, uh, and I forget what did that um, senjutsu meaning in Japanese is um, tactics and strategy, which is cool. It was a cool concept to see them do an Asian style eddy. You know, probably yeah. very cool. The samurai eddy. I enjoy every eddy. Every eddy is is awesome in its own way. I love Alien eddy. You know, it's not my favorite album, The Final Frontier. I really like the cover. Even you know? the covers from the the uh, Blaze days. Sure, uh, those are probably my, one of my least favorites, to be honest. My least favorite, obviously, we've already touched on, <laughs> is Dance to Death. death. <laughs> Dude, that's a horrible. How, how horrible... do you have? I mean, from from now until back to nineteen eighty, how do you have such an amazing, amazing catalog of artwork? And that's you just. You have to have one in there. It's not. It's not okay. It's, yeah, it's fucking it's terrible. terrible. Uh, again, the artist uh, sent them. Uh... <laughs> I know, but you know, don't you think the band, man, the band really? I mean, the band takes such pride in their work. Yeah, they should go back and just fix this. That might have been a label call because I think if if they had the call, I would think they. I would think. I don't know for sure, 
they should fix it. But I would think that they would have been like, nah. So I'm, I'm thinking it was a record label thing. Like, it's, oh, this is it. But it's sad. Yeah, if I got but, the chance to ever talk to the man, I would actually ask Steve Harris. Be like, I got to ask, man. Yeah. Wh- why haven't you fixed that cover? Like, yeah. What is it? Is it already because you printed so many millions of records with it? You just, that's it? But or maybe because they don't care. I mean, th- like, what do they play off that album? Nothing. That, yeah, that history. You know, is gone. so maybe yeah. they don't give a shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they're beyond. I mean, it. they still play like shit off of like Brave New World, and they still even play these colors don't run once in a while. I mean, like, I honestly, off of Dance of Death, what's what's Blood Brothers on? Is that off? That's off of that's Brave off New World, Brave right? New World, yeah. and I fucking hate that song, but they they play that once in a while. You yeah, know? I don't want to hear that again. But they no, I'm honestly, I don't think they play anything off of Dance of Death currently. I mean, at the time when the album came out, yeah, they played Monster Girl, which. I wish they would play because that's one of my favorite Maiden modern Maiden songs. I would call it a modern Maiden song, even though it came out fucking, I don't know, 20 years ago. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but I would still call it modern. I think it's awesome. But, dude, I- I'm just looking forward to seeing them again. I can't wait to see them on this next tour, playing somewhere in time and Sinjetsu. Sure, I like Sinjetsu, but yep. that's where I'm going to take my piss breaks. I'll be honest. If you, uh, if you get a chance, check out future past or whenever it comes you know we're here in america so we're waiting we're waiting for our turn to see this tour if you're in europe it's our it's obviously already your way hopefully you've checked out the, the tour i've heard really great things about it but um you know if you can man take an opportunity to see this band you never know when the next tour will be the last tour and this could be it so don't say i'll see them next time trust me i've eaten my words with that I was lucky enough to see Priest or some variation of Priest, but I could have seen the Priest that I wanted to see if I hadn't said, I will see them again at another point. So I could have seen Death. What? And I fucked up. And I was like, I'll see him next time. And then he ended up passing away a few years later. Oh, so you fucked up. It yeah. is what it is. I fucked up. I go to see him and, you know, the fucked up, they were three towns away from where I live. Uh, they played some random club that literally had three shows no. and shut down. And they played it because there's a set list for it. I've looked uh, it up. No. So, yeah, man. You got to catch bands when they're around. I mean, I know shit's super expensive right One now. One show I don't regret that I'm glad I went to with Doug was Wargasm. When Wargasm yeah, came back I together. I yeah, I didn't go. The Why Play Around. Again, you say, oh, you didn't go. I didn't go, no. I Dude, yeah. what a show. Anyway. Uh, that's enough from us. I'm sure you've had enough of us. So, thank you for listening. If you love me, and you're going to love this. Thank <laughs> you.